0: And thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Chicago. I'm Vince Girasoli from the communications team here at the Archdiocese of Chicago. It's normally Father Greg Sackwitz who's sitting in this seat. Uh, he couldn't be with us today, but Mark Teresi is here as always. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Very good, Vince. Welcome. And oh, thanks. It's going to be a great show. You know, I think in, Fa- in honor of Father Greg, can I start with a Father Greg ish Catholic joke?
1: No, do a better one.
0: <laughs> but, but go ahead. No, this one, I, thi- <laughs> I, th- I, I think this one pays perfect homage to him. What do you call a priest? Lost in the desert. I don't know. A Roman Catholic. Oh, <laughs> there we got that. <laughs> oh my God, that is a Greg joke. <laughs> Father Greg, I hope you're listening somewhere. Oh, uh, well, we have a nice uh, program put together for you today, uh, and it's concentrated an awful lot uh, on uh, youth, on yes. in in uh, different ways and shapes and forms how we can interact with uh, youth in the archdiocese, uh, youth in the Catholic faith, uh, celebrate. Um, exactly what we believe in and what calls us together and what brings us joy and what brings us comfort, uh, and also uh, what calls some people to the faith. So I'd like to introduce to you right now Father Tim Monahan. He is the Director of the Archdiocese of Chicago Vocations Office. Uh, Father, are you there with us? There he is.
1: Oh, he's not on.
0: Hey, good morning, Father. Now, we see you, and you're looking great, but we want to, we need to hear you, too. So I don't know if that's on our end or in the, in the booth's end, but uh, we've got... Uh, Brian and, and Javier working in the booth. Can you hear us now, Father? I can hear you. There oh, you are. The, there what, you a, are. what a beautiful, what a beautiful booming voice for this time of the morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we truly thanks, appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, um, all right, so I, like um, any any good uh, Catholic student in high school, I took Latin. So, quo vadis, where are you going? I think I actually remember the whole, term, the, the whole phrase I had to remember was, Quo Vadis Domine, where are you going, God? But um, uh, you've got a special sort of retreat uh, for uh, uh, young men, uh, teenagers, uh, who might be feeling the calling, and it's called the Quo Vadis Retreat, and that's coming up this August, right?
2: Correct, Vince, this is a nationally organized retreat that started in Portland about 20 years ago, and each diocese is in charge of putting it on. So we started it in 2019 with great success, We're not able to do it last year, but we're very excited to have it again this year. And the whole goal is to get guys who are aged 13 to 18 out into nature. This is a retreat run by our seminarians. So these are our young men who know what it's like being in seminary, who know what it's like to be actively discerning the call to priesthood. And our whole goal with these guys from 13 to 18 is three things. One, we're inviting guys who are interested in becoming better disciples of Jesus Christ. Two, in growing in fraternity. And three, to learning and discerning the priesthood. So there are plenty of guys out there who say, "Oh, I'm not called to the priest. I'll say, that's fine. But you just wanna learn a little bit about it. Are you open to hearing about what the priesthood is like from our young men who are just a little bit older than you and are in seminary right now? And we, the classes, we have little classes on uh, prayer, on the spiritual life, on what it's like being in seminary. Those are all taught by seminarians. We have daily mass, we play baseball. We have all sorts of different outdoor games. We have bonfires, we have Eucharistic procession. We have Eucharistic Adoration each day. But the the biggest thing is it's three days for us as priests, seminarians, and young guys just to spend together at a retreat house to be able to pray to Jesus and ask Him to show us the way for our lives.
1: Now, Tim, what was your vocation? What, What was the journey toward priesthood for you? Could you let our listeners know a little bit of that?
2: Sure, I'd be happy to do so. Thank you for asking, Mark. I'm the fourth of eight kids and uh, grew up in a, just a wonderful family. Really appreciated the way my parents raised us and the love they gave us and the support. And because of that great love and marriage, I, I always thought I just was going to get married and have eight mm-hmm. kids myself and maybe work with my dad. He's, a, he's a, a banker. And I was like, go to the family business and be with everybody there. Probably late high school, I was super into sports, loved playing basketball. I was having a good season and then <laughs> I got very sick and couldn't go to school anymore, couldn't play ball, and it was a real, it was a moment when I look back on it, it was a moment of spiritual death and confusion, but it forced me to pray and to go deeper into my faith, and in doing so, I had a very strong encounter with Jesus truly present in the Eucharist, and when I really encountered Jesus in that way, that he wasn't just a symbol, it wasn't just an idea, that this was Jesus present in the Eucharist that I could receive him that I could go pray to him that I could visit with him and that he was present in my life. with that the, the idea of vocation really be, was born for me So I started actively discerning the end of my high school time. I went to the University of Notre Dame, studied finance, still thought I was going to go on that track but all through college even though I was I was on the fencing team I was playing, I was involved in different clubs um, was dating, but I had a very good prayer group. I had a good spiritual director. And so the call never disappeared. Sometimes it, it ebbed and flowed, but mm-hmm. it never disappeared. And so after college, I said, you know what? I've really got to take this seriously. And so then I, I really went into discernment and formation and was ordained a priest in 2009 and served at Holy Family out in Inverness and then Mary Seat
0: of Wisdom in Park Ridge. And now I'm starting my fifth year as vocation director. I would imagine it. I would imagine it's stories like these that uh, you share at the retreat. Absolutely,
2: but the problem is, Vince, I'm the old guy. So nah.
0: these,
1: <laughs> you're the young that, guy that, to me. I'm, I'm the old priest. So <laughs> don't we, say that
2: to great, two old whippersnappers <laughs> here. Exactly. <laughs> so what's what's great about this retreat is that I, you know, I share some of my story. But uh, what's great is we get our seminarians so some of our seminarians our youngest seminarians are 19 so 19 20 our seminarians age from about 19 to their early 30s and so when we get our discerners on there these discerners are aged 13 to 18. so when we get our seminarians they're the ones who share their vocation stories and it there's just more of an impact when the the young guys who are in junior high and high school can hear from seminarians who are just a few years older and we're going through this discernment process just a couple years ago so it's that i mean I'm, I'm always happy to share it one-on-one with some of the guys but our our goal for the quo Vadis retreat is really to get the guys front and center who who are who are in seminary
1: now it, as you look we're sitting here uh at studio at quigley the former high school seminary that's been um redone for the offices here and then Niles College, St. Joseph, they're both gone, and you're recruiting still. You know, Father Greg was vocation uh, director, and even with those systems, he said it was the, the most difficult job he's had uh, in ministry. W- what are the challenges that y- that you see? Not having, I-, I hate to say it, like a feeder system, but, you- but yeah, a feeder system.
2: Anyone who is working in ministry, but specifically in vocations has to struggle with a culture that we, the the culture that we live in, which does not encourage commitment. Hmm. Our culture is a culture that is always looking at what are the other possibilities you can do? Keep your options open. And if you, and if you're not happy, just try something else. So there's an inherent amount as vocation director, there's an inherent amount of discouragement because we're looking at guys who aren't Necessarily willing to commit. Now, Jesus Christ is still calling to the priesthood. Mm -hmm. So the struggle for me is if I get more focused on uh, the failures and the discouragement that is present in this ministry, then I can get really down. If I stay focused on and keep my eyes focused on Jesus and on the beautiful things he is doing Mm -hmm. in the lives of our priests, our seminarians, and our discerners, then I love what I'm doing because I see guys whether they're studying, whether they're working professionally, who are, are feel compelled to enter into discernment in a serious way and are ready to leave everything behind in order to follow Jesus. So that's something that's so encouraging and so powerful because there are certain people who might think that Jesus is no longer calling. That is absolutely false. Mm-hmm. Jesus continues to call men and women to follow him, to give their whole lives to him. And very specifically in my ministry, I'm looking at trying to shepherd and help guys discern those who are called here in Chicago to serve as priests. So yes, there are difficulties. Yes, there have been times of great discouragement, but it all. whenever I have to face that discouragement, it's a call for me to refocus my eyes on Jesus and to say, Jesus, what are you doing? You know the guys you have called, mm-hmm. help me connect with them and help, me help, help them discern and hear your voice so that they can follow you as priests.
0: You know, Father, uh, just in uh, everyday life, for for anyone who um, is a Catholic and and married and has kids, I mean, I know, for example, I married at a later time in life than my parents did. And as I look at my daughters, I just know that they're not going to marry and start families until later in life. Are you finding that's true for people who are coming to the church and hearing a calling, or is that not necessarily so?
2: It, it is. Statistically, we're seeing men getting ordained at later ages. So for us, the, the general rule is I work with guys who the early age, the early range of our discernment is that 13 to 18 area. Because we do have guys who are called by God and who want to begin their college experience in a seminary. And we send them up to St. John Vianney College Seminary up at St. Paul, Minnesota, where they go to the University of St. Thomas they live together in a dorm, which is a seminary, and they receive great formation. So God calls whenever he wants to. And so my goal as vocation rector is to really be attentive to what Jesus is doing in the lives of these men. So there still are guys called at a young age. However, as you mentioned, Vince there, are guys, Vince, there are guys who are called at a later age. So I work with guys who have graduated from college, who have had years of professional life, and are saying, you know what? I've, I've kind of done everything I was supposed to do, and I'm not satisfied. I felt this call in my heart. I've ignored it for a time, but I can't ignore it anymore. And I want to enter into discernment. So I'll work with guys. Kind of the ideal range is that I'd say 15 to 35. That's a good range of, of guys that I'm working with. Our cutoff is really about 40. If a guy's over 40, there still could be an exception, but it's just harder for them to enter into discernment and a formation. Uh, and I, probably one of the most heartbreaking things, Vince, is when I Every year I get men who will call. They're in their 50s or even sixties, and they'll say, Okay, I'm basically I've retired. I want to enter into seminary. And I'll say that I'm sorry, that that ship sailed. You're there are either certain obstacles in your life that prevent you from entering seminary, or we've determined from our interviews with you that you're not able to be formed for the priesthood. It's not just something you can pick up and do. Right. We require seven. It's a formation, and it's in a very intense formation, and we need somebody who's open to being uh, changed and molded and sculpted to be a real shepherd for people. So, uh, yes, there are men who are called later. They're called earlier. But I, I guess my there's always a sadness because I see men
0: who at least could have discerned the call earlier, and they didn't. They let that pass. Maybe life just got in the way sometimes, or there's just too much going on that they could actually feel it and hear it. Uh, but also with this with this mix of age—you know, you, you have some people 18, you have some people 32—I would think the end result is actually—brings more vibrancy to our parishes, because you have different points of view.
2: Absolutely. It's been great, because we get guys who—again, they're, they're going through our high school discernment programs, they go right into college seminary. We have other guys who— have college degrees, who have master's degrees, who work professionally for five, ten years. Some of them worked internationally. So they all bring that to the table. And so for those who already have college degrees, they do our spirituality year, then they go up to Mundelein Seminary where they're formed to become parish priests. And so all of this, the Lord doesn't ignore stuff from our past. He integrates it into who we are as priests so that we can use that in our ministry. So it's a beautiful, there's a beautiful range of, of skill sets, of ethnicities, and of experiences to enrich our future priests.
1: So we're going to take a little break. WNDZ seven fifty a.m. on your dial. We're with Father Tim Monahan. By the way, Tim, when you would come up to Mundelein uh, when I was up there in our office, all the women just loved when Father Tim Monahan came. They just, they just thought you were the greatest, per- and you are a great person. But just so you know, you have a fan club up there. <laughs> WNDZ seven fifty a.m. on your dial. Catholic Chicago, Vince Garasali, sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresa. We'll be back in a minute. Maybe when we come back, uh, Tim, if you could talk a little bit about Newman Centers, because I know some vocations are coming from there, and maybe you could fill us in on
0: your connect with them.
1: We'll we, be back. Sure. We
0: also needed a Catholic choke, so two minutes. Okay.
2: The 27th Annual Catholic Charities Golf Classic will take place on July 19th and you are cordially invited to attend. Gather your friends and work colleagues for this fabulous event that will take place on two beautiful golf courses. Shore Acres in Lake Bluff and Knollwood Club in Lake Forest. Proceeds will benefit Catholic Charities programs and services in Lake County. All state and CDC guidelines will be followed and registrations are filling up quickly. Call 847-814-3839 today. That's 847-814-3839. Thank you on behalf of everyone we serve in Lake County.
3: The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy to understand explanation of the word of God, the gospel. Hello. Hello. I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago. I'm Vince Gerasoli from the communications team here at the Archdiocese of Chicago, sitting in for Father Greg Zakowicz, Mark Teresi is here as always. It's great to see your face in person. It's nice
1: to be here. You guys have done a beautiful job with the studio and with the YouTube. It's just...
0: Just, learned, we're we really enjoying streaming, and yeah. uh, for those of you who may be encountering us for the first time, uh, please be sure to um, like and share and subscribe uh, if you just click the appropriate buttons down below and share the program with some of your friends, and uh, we hope more and more of you can join us. So
1: if you're listening on the radio and you want to get on um, the streaming, how do, they, how do folks do that? You
0: go to YouTube, and then you go to our channel on YouTube, which is Catholic Chicago. And when you get there, you just uh, if you're joining us in the moment, uh, you just uh, click on the live video there. Or if you click on the video button, you you get uh, links to all of our programs. So we hope you can find us that way. We have so many interesting programs, so many different ways to uh, enjoy it. We're showing you on on the screen right now how you can access some of our programs. And uh, you can either listen to us every day or binge listen and binge watch. <laughs> but today we are speaking with Father Tim Monahan, who's the director of the Archdiocese of Chicago's vocations office. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us this morning, uh, having just an, an interesting discussion about uh, so many different things regarding uh, hearing the calling. But also, uh, he's calling attention to the fact that from Sunday, August first to Wednesday, August fourth, uh, that's Quivadas Days, and it's a retreat for youth. Uh, coming together, uh, young men who uh, may be hearing the calling or uh, who at least uh, want to know a little bit more about it. So, uh, Father, thank you so much for joining us today. And Mark had a question for you just before the break.
1: At the break, I've noticed in my experience with seminary that the Newman Centers are becoming places where vocations are nurtured and fostered. Could you speak a little bit about that?
2: Sure, whenever I talk to some of my former parishioners or any other young people who are heading off to college, it's my number one recommendation, no matter where they're going in the United States or in the world, just to tell them, make sure you connect to a Newman Center. Sometimes they're called Newman Centers after the great Saint John Henry Cardinal Newman. Sometimes they're just a Catholic parish that's right near campus, oh, okay. but the, because it's a universal church. There's always some sort of Catholic student outreach that's gonna be near your campus. Now, we're very fortunate here in Illinois because we have two strong Newman Centers. One is right here in Chicago at University of Illinois in Chicago. It's the John Paul II Catholic Newman Center run by my friend, Father Connor Danstrom, who is one of our vicariate vocation directors. We've expanded the vocation office and I'm very grateful to Cardinal Supich because he sees the urgency and the importance of vocations, especially with all that we're doing with Renew My Church. So we're trying to dedicate more resources to have priests out in the vicariates we have father arthur bautista up in vicariate one and two father connor danstrom along with father tom Byrne in three and four and then father michael olson down in five and six so father connor danstrom is also being helped with father with the help of father tim and and both of those priests are at the newman center at uic they have mass every day they have bible studies they have focus missionaries they have a, a little uh, coffee shop there oh, they have nice. a place for students just to hang out so if you or anybody you know goes to UIC and is going to the downtown campus, send them over to the, the Newman Center. It's just a great place for hanging out with others, for getting connected with your faith. They lead retreats. We have a discernment group that's starting there in the fall. There's just a ton of of great Catholic, both fraternity, but also formation that is happening at that Newman Center. Now, fa- Father, Father educate,
0: come- ed- educate me just a little bit. It, was that center refurbished recently, or was it— Opened, I think, within the past eighteen months or two years. It was it's
2: it was refurbished. So yep. Father Pat Marshall was a longtime chaplain there for over mm-hmm. twenty-five years, and then when he stepped down, Father Connor Danstrom came in. So this is you're getting a view at the at the chapel as it looks right now, but that chapel is being renovated this summer, and they renovated the living space and built a cafe and just upgraded things for the students to feel more comfortable. So it's a, it's a great place for the students to hang out. There's Father Connor right now. Mm-hmm. But Father Connor and Father Tim are both graduates of the Newman Center at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. So they both experience, so if any of the, because we have tons of Chicagoans who go down to uh, U of I in Urbana-Champaign. And so it's important for them to know you have a huge Newman Center down there where you can live there, you can eat there, you can worship there. There are, again, Bible studies, there are retreats, there are sports teams. There's just a ton going on. And so both of those places are a great way to stay connected with your faith, but also to discern uh, a vocation to the priesthood.
1: Now, the community calls to, to the priesthood. Um, at least that's my understanding. What about if I'm in the parish and I notice, you know, there's a young man that I think has the qualities that, could be make a wonderful priest. What do I do? Where where do I go?
2: And that's a an aspect that is often neglected in discernment. We realize that God calls, the church calls, the community calls, the individual has to have that desire, I want to follow God's call. So but also we have to discern like, what are the needs of the world? Mm -hmm. There are different aspects of discernment and sometimes we can become so focused just on one aspect. So for any of our parishioners that are listening, if you're in your parish and you you see a young man, you see a young woman who seems to be attracted to a life of prayer, a life of service, a life of communion with others. If you see something or you just have an intuition, that person might have a call to the priest or consecrated life or let's say there's a uh, a man who's in his 30s or 40s might be called the permanent diaconate you see so there Mm -hmm. the calls come at different times but if you see somebody say something and now the, the best way to say something is excuse me i see this quality in you prayerfulness um you know friendliness openness to the divine, whatever it is. But I see this quality in you. Have you ever thought about a vocation?
1: Mm.
2: That way you're not just kind of aggressively being like, you need to be a priest, young man. No, it's not that. It's I see this good quality in you. That's a positive. And I'm inviting you to think about and to discern a, a vocation. That's something that all of our young people need to hear. And the research shows, and again, I'm focusing on the young men here. The research shows that if a young man hears three people invite him to discern a vocation, his chances of ending, entering seminary are over 70%. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Now,
1: so finish that process then. So what if he says to me, I'm a parishioner, well, where do I go? What do I do next? What do I, I, I have that feeling, but where do, what do I do?
2: The best step is for that discerner to speak to his parish priest. Okay. We want our discerners to be connected with our priests. We have wonderful parish priests all over Chicago, and the discernment process is long. There are always tons of questions, families have questions, friends have questions. So it, it, the first step is always prayer, but the second step is go talk to your parish priest, get a time to talk with him, and just share what's going on in your heart. Third step is chicagopriest.com, Connect with me. I'll, I can come and visit. We can visit with the family. I can talk with you. There's a tons of different things that we can do. But it's so important for us as a church, as a local church, to foster vocations, and that happens on every level. That happens if you're a parishioner. It happens if you're a pastor. It happens if you're a bishop. It happens with me as vocation director and my team of vocation directors. Again, we have we have great bishops and great priests. We have wonderful and dynamic parishes. And we, we know with confidence that God is calling. He is raising up
0: vocations. And
2: I'm very confident and encouraged about what God is doing in our church.
0: Father, in the time we have remaining, let's just talk a little bit more about the Quo Vodis days. And it, can you still register to be a part of the event?
2: Absolutely. We're taking registrations all through this month. We are capped, however, because the retreat center, there's a limited amount of space. So I'd encourage any of our listeners and viewers to sign up as soon as they can. But basically, it's it's pretty easy to sign up. Just go to, again, to go to chicagopriest.com, and then you'll see under events, Stays, Days, and there are, is all the information. There's registration in English and in Spanish. And if uh, you can register by credit card or pay with uh, a checking account. But the biggest thing is just, just put it in there, get your information in, reserve your spot. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me or my colleague, Sean Lucas, who's in charge of the Quo Vodis days. We'd be happy to answer any of your questions. And it's not, it,
0: give, it, it's not just a day camp. It's an away camp. You're going up to Wisconsin. Three, three nights. Three
2: nights. It's, it's, in, it's just over the border in Wisconsin. It's about an hour and a half, not even, an hour and 15 minutes from downtown Chicago. It's a beautiful retreat center that was recently built. It's, a, it's actually run by our Greek Orthodox brothers and sisters. It's called St. Yakovos Retreat Center. There's a little <laughs> pond there, beautiful big lodge, open fields. We're gonna have a blast. So it's three nights, three days. If you have any questions, uh, if you have any interest, feel don't not hesitate to contact me. And for our local church, please keep praying and encouraging vocations for the priesthood. We need them, and God
0: is calling them. Father Tim Monahan is our director here at the Archdiocese uh, of Vocations. Uh, Really, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, If uh, anyone is interested in the Quo Vadis Days uh, experience, uh, Father told you how to find out more about it, just go to uh, our website, and uh, you can also go to chicagopriest.com slash events slash quo-vadis-days. So uh, good luck with uh, the event, and we look forward to talking with you again here on Catholic Chicago. It was great spending the morning with you. Thanks, Tim. Great, thank you, Ben. Thank you. Keep you in our
1: prayers for all the good work you're doing.
0: Thank you very much. And uh, as you're listening to the stream on YouTube and Facebook, or listening to us on WNDZ at 7:50 a.m., stay with us because when we come back, we are going to be talking about theology on tap uh, and uh, how the Archdiocese of Chicago uh, is still continuing the program, even though we have some social distancing and we have to do some things online. Uh, But uh, it's a, a great program for young Catholics and we're going to hear a little bit more about it so stay with us